Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. Hey, this is Josh Carey. And this is Eric Cabral, and we are the founders of PodMax. So this episode you're about to jump into was recorded at a PodMax Propelify virtual event. And if you don't know who Propelify is, it's an amazing event that will take place digitally, virtually, from October 5th to the 9th. It's also their fifth annual event. Propelify historically has gathered over 8,000 people in Hoboken for a single day of talks, tech, pitches, drones, and more. This year, it's a five-day virtual experience, which will have investor speed dating, the Clean Tech Impact Challenge with a $50,000 prize awarded, and talks from guests like Al Roker, Andrew Yang, and New Jersey First Lady Tammy Murphy, and tons of networking opportunities. So without further ado, let's jump into this special episode with a guest from PodMax and a sponsor of Propelify. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing. Hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Well, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm recording for Josh, so I don't know if he's cutting out my intros or not. But I'm pumped to have this conversation. We don't get a heads up on who we're getting, so I love the randomness of all of this. Uh, But why don't we give me a little background on you? Yeah, for sure. So great to meet you, Kristen. I'm Helene Knapp. I'm the founder and CEO of City Row. We're rowing-based fitness. We have a pretty big at-home presence with a rower that we sell you with an app, on-demand classes. So yes, think of a Peloton, but for rowing. We also actually... I actually started the company seven years ago as a brick and mortar boutique fitness studio. So we still have two in Manhattan and actually close to 20 across the country. Oh, okay. I, we, I have probably heard your name or so, I bet we've crossed paths somewhere. I do. So KO Alliance is my consulting setup. We do tons in health and wellness. I'm a longtime athlete and we help companies activate in the fitness space, which means a lot. Um, the tons with like influencers with the major asterisks, but we did a good amount with boutique fitness in Manhattan. And you know, there's a ton out there, uh, and it's still never really enough, which is also kind of funny. Um, but I, and I'm a long time CrossFitter, so I row when I have to, um, Oh yeah, it's a painful uh, well, poison, but it works. You row on the ugly metal one. <laughs> yes. I, I built my business on the sexy wooden and water-based one. Yes. Those are way prettier. It's they're beautiful little things right there. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you the light anytime. 
Okay. Oh, well, so, t- I mean, this has got to be a-, a great time for you guys, I'm assuming. Like, there's been some, I like to say, winners and losers because of COVID, business-wise. And I think that everything at home, Lululemon just acquired the mirror, which is a huge win for them. This is, has oh, yeah. been a- an amazing time for you guys? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people have been... Uh maybe taking taking some extra time these days, right? Working from home, doing what they can. I got some friends who are like, I'm working out four times a day. And I'm like, I've literally never been busier. And because I'm not running around the city, I'm just working more hours and on the subway less. So I would say since, you know, March, what, 10th, 11th, 12th-ish, I've been working like a maniac because in the beginning, you saw that crazy demand and at home. So we basically just been fueling the demand and trying to keep up with the at-home people that want to buy our rower, yes. which has been awesome. And at the same time, we decided to close our studios middle of March okay. in New York City. Haven't opened them since. And we've been managing our studios across the country in the same, in the same vein. So it's been totally insane. I would say we're yeah. pretty well positioned for social distancing just as a modality because we don't have a lot of people in the room, you have your own space. Sure. Um, but it's been it's been a it's been a, it's been a journey. It's been a journey, Kristen. I didn't realize you still had the brick and mortar studios. How many studios do you guys have across the country? So we have um, we've awarded about seventy studios okay. nationwide. We have fourteen that are how do I say this built and ready okay. to open. But oh. legally, we're just we're not able to open in New York, Michigan, or, Michigan, or California. And so we have six open nationwide. Okay. So are these like, is it like CrossFit where you're affiliated or you guys actually own the studio and it's all part of the brand and controlled by the brand? So C, none of the above. We actually, (laughs) we we franchise the business. So CrossFit is more of a licensing play where you kind of get the, you know, whatnot. Franchising is pretty standard. So it's, it's similar like an orange theory or a pure bar. Um, you know, orange theory is the largest fitness franchise out there. Pure bar is second with 500, but we very much, we award franchises to people in local markets. They're actually the business owners, but they run our playbook. Cool. Okay. But you're not carrying that overhead was overhead, which was my long roundabout way (laughs) question. I'm not, but I am hearing about all their feelings. And sure. more importantly, we're a team together that's trying to navigate this and share best practices. And yes. we've, I've learned a ton. Like our franchisees are helping to lead the charge on how to get through this and how to innovate and we're doing it together. So you know, I would say it's really hard to be in retail right now, but it's good to be part of a franchise organization. For sure. Well, I mean, these are uncharted waters for everybody. Um, and it's kind of funny, you guys have rowers, but uh, it's, it, it, it's a jungle out there. It doesn't, I mean, my last podcast was on software development and we, our conversation with health and fitness marketing, you know, an actual, a consumer package, good, um, exercise equipment. It's kind of similar conversation because we're all just in this together. Nobody really knows what's next. You know, we have laws to work around. People feel different ways about going and being in public. It, it's just really uncharted territory. Um, it is. And when you're thinking about launching a direct-to-consumer brand, yeah. so we've, we've had our first rower in market for two years now. We have a second one launching next week, actually. Oh, so okay. uh, our, first, our first rower is like a $1,300 price point. Second one is going to be a $2,200 price point with a 19-inch tablet, pretty sexy and sleek. This would be very different in a non-COVID time. We'd yeah. probably have a pop-up and do tons of events and get people to touch and feel and experience it. And now it's totally wildly different. So every single facet, whether you're in retail or digital, and obviously we have a software component as well, 
everything has had to pivot. Yeah. I think the innovators are winning right now. uh, Totally. And I I think that's... uh, a good thing. I think that's a good kind of like life lesson because I think as we go on, things are going to change faster. The consumer changes faster. Our young humans are exposed to so much more. They can ask more in-depth questions and understand where things come from, how they're made, why they're made, who, who's making them. Uh, it's pretty powerful. And we do, KO Alliance, my co- company, that's what we do. You guys would call us and be like, all right, we're coming to Denver or whatever. What's the plan? And we've had to literally restructure plans on a dime because it's, you know, no more in-person, no more shows, no more whatever. We kind of lean heavy on our key community influencers and influencers and blah, blah, blah. Um, and some digital stuff, which has actually been pretty good. It's been nice. So I think it's just more tools in the tool belt moving forward. If something does come up again, where you got to pivot, it's good practice to just know how to be nimble. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think it, you know, those that are really creative and have their finger on the pulse and are ready to try new things. Like I think that that's who's going to come out of this really, really ahead. And I see tremendous opportunity really soon, actually. Like on the retail side, I mean, there's going to be an opportunity to get real estate, but you would never even dream of getting it at that price. Um, so I get excited about that in the 6 to 9 to 12 month period. There you go. Yeah, you got to see the opportunity. I've been seeing how a lot of people are like ditching the cities to go to these more um, urban areas and buying like cheap houses and fixing them up. And uh, it's pretty interesting to see how people are digesting this, particularly in New York. I've heard some really incredible things, like you just said, are opening up. Um, so if you you know if you can maneuver and maybe make the long term play, I do think there's some extraordinary opportunity out there. Yeah, I think people are taking this time to just figure out what's important to them and what makes them happy, right? I, you hear about people who like, you know, the husband and wife are now at home all the time with their kids. The husband has never spent this much time with their kids or the wife if they've been working like crazy. So like there are tremendous silver linings here, right? Everyone's fleeing to the suburbs. I gave up my apartment in Manhattan. Oh, I'm crashing okay. at my parents right now, but I'm a nomad. I'm okay. going to see what happens, but I can work from anywhere now. I haven't had that freedom in 10 years. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I've always been on Twitter, particularly because independence is my like number two core value and that's a whole other podcast. Uh, but like having that freedom has always been important to me, but it's, it's kind of worked out nicely, you know, flat, fast forward 20 years after college and everything else where I've built out those things just personality wise. And now there's kind of like this base. Uh, but I think you even like, having that flexibility and being able to just maneuver is critical. Um, so I, oh, I got to ask, let's unpack rowing. Why rowing of all things? What was this passion piece to be row in college? Like, give me the background. Oh my God. No, Kristen, I've never rowed on the water. Seriously? Nothing. Dead, dead serious. Okay. Never. Okay. Yeah. But thank you for thinking that I could be a rower because <laughs> well, I take never. that as a compliment. They are long and lean yes. and they look like Winklevoss twins. Yeah. Well, the coxswain, the leader, I think it's the coxswain. Some of them can be shorter. Um, they can be. Yeah. I'm not short, but okay. Um, okay. my director of programming is five two. So we always <laughs> joke that she's our, she's our coxswain. No. So I actually built my career in, in tech startups. And before that I was in publishing, but uh, did a couple of awesome social media marketing software t- uh, tech companies, both exited, had a great time, worked like a crazy person. And the only way I got to the gym was booking boutique fitness classes. And we're talking like 2010, 11, okay. 12, when it was like truly the boutiques, right? It was the OG. There wasn't enough supply. Yeah. For these. Yeah. And if you had a little bit of money, you could make it happen. You took your clients to it. So sure. girl, I, I fell fast and hard. I fell fast and hard. Okay. And spinning was my gateway drug. As for most so I got in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got in. And uh, I was doing everything. We all booked our classes together. It was so fun. It was 
social. And for someone who was always trying to figure out how to be healthy, I was a chubbier kid growing up. It was really important to me, but work always got in the way. So if I like booked classes and actually went with my friends and maybe we had dinner afterwards, it was the fucking greatest thing in the whole world. So I loved it. And unfortunately, as I kind of went to my second tech company, I started to really not feel so good in my lower back. And I was 24 at the time. And I ignored it for like, you know, a year, as most 24-year-olds do. Finally went to the doctor and found out I had three herniated discs in my lower back. Oh, okay. Nothing happened. Like there wasn't an event. I didn't get in the car accident. There wasn't a moment of, oh my God, I did something. Just wear and tear. It was over time. And I remember the doctor telling me this and saying that I needed a low impact workout moving forward. And I was pretty pissed because I was working out four or five times a week. I was doing everything right. Yeah, I was doing everything right. I was being healthy and fit and moving my body. And here I was like totally unexpectedly injured. Wow. And so that forced me to look at the market and say, okay, well, what in boutique fitness is going to be this low impact thing that I need? I also happen to like a high intensity workout. I mean, you've met me for what? 10 minutes now and can probably tell Matt, Matt, Matt Pilates isn't going to work. <laughs> right, right. We need to exercise the energy. I, I see you. I like to crush things. Yeah. I'm gonna okay. ruin, if I'm going to ruin my hair, like it's got to be for something good. So yeah, if I'm going to wreck the blowout, I'm here with that. I identify strongly. If we're going... This hair does not. Yeah. This hair does not look like this normally. So those are like real things that I consider. And in boutique fitness, there was just nothing that was going to be low impact, high intensity, torched calories at all, 2012, 13. So I was like, okay, outside of boutique, what are some high intensity, low impact ways to work out? Rowing just kept coming up. And I was like, swipe left. That's disgusting. Like I couldn't picture myself doing it. And you're a CrossFitter, so don't take any offense to this, but... you You could nail it. Okay, great. Then I will. So, um, when I thought about rowing, I thought of a CrossFitter and I thought of a Winklevoss twin. And I didn't think of you as Wait, a CrossFitter. What's a, what's a Winklevoss twi- uh, twin? What is that? Uh, <laughs> the Winklevoss twins from the Facebook movie, yeah. they're like these tall rowing twins that like went to Harvard. They're just like known oh. for being like the rowers on the water. Uh, I remember Justin Timberlake from that movie. That's about it. I thought you, you lost me at the rowing twin. Got it. <laughs> okay. I'll send you a follow-up link. But Wait, no, I got you. Yeah. That normally lands, Kristen, okay. but it's oh, fine. Shoot, I'm, I'm not judging okay. you on that one. <laughs> you know, this. I paid good money for this blonde hair. So, you know, it is yeah. what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't think of you when I thought of a CrossFitter. I thought of like, you know, my guy friends who would maybe row for a minute and then lift the heavy shit for you know an hour so i couldn't identify with rowing at all and the other things were like cross-country skiing or swimming were the low impact high intensity things like swimming not going to happen again the hair and pools are gross but cross-country skiing not a thing and i was just totally sidelined i was frustrated i would tell my friends who were still going to these classes can i still meet you for dinner like please 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 i'm so alone um and then i was like well it sounds like I'm not the only person that's a little injured here. And I was in my mid-20s and I was just, you know, when you're injured, you talk about it. Hopefully I wasn't overly discussed, like, you know, you're dramatic not. about my back injury, but knowing me, I probably was. <laughs> um, I talked to a lot of people and I realized that everyone had an injury and we were really young. Like I had a friend who had a torn meniscus and still ran the marathon. Oh, and you can do that, by the way. I've had three nurse- knee surgeries, but I'm a bad person to ask. So I'll be like, yeah, you're fine. 
well, then maybe you're my project, Kristen, because I think Uh-oh. everyone that we know has a little something and maybe it's a big oh, for something. Sure. For sure. But I had a moment things, yeah. because we're, we're pushing our bodies really, really, really hard. And I think, you know, more and more people these days are not just working out more days of the week, but they're working out for more years of their lives, right? People are starting younger and they're not stopping when they have kids. They're continuing on. Like, I want to be the old person on the tennis court. Like, I want to be the grandma hiking and like with some sticks. And so if I want to do that and not have to have a full robot body, I have to be a little bit smarter about how I treat my body and my joints today. And I had that massive light bulb moment where I realized that I wasn't the only person that needed this and that a lot of people were destroying their bodies in their 20s and 30s and they weren't going to have a whole lot left. I have a lot of friends and a lot of investors in their 40s who are like, I can't run anymore. Like, I just can't do it. And so I was like, I think there's a way to make the rower sexy, cool, and mainstream to be part of this workout that's very results-driven. Like We're, we're going to torch calories, but it's going to be low impact on your joints. And we'll make it fun and sexy and cool too. So that was, that was my crazy idea, Kristen. Okay. Wait, so you had, was your back healed at this point? And then did you jump on a rower and you're like, this is cool. This feels good. I think I can do this. Like what was first cross path with the rower? So first I called my trainer. Okay. And I always loved personal training. Couldn't afford it for like many days of the week, but it was like the thing I got for my birthday and I loved it. So I called, called Carter and I was like, so what do you think about this? And we just started talking about it in our weekly sessions. And he was like, yep, it's great for you. And I was like, then why isn't there one here? He's like, I don't know. I guess people just don't really know what to do with it yet. And I was like, okay, but like, it's really good for you. So we actually went together to find a rower and play with a couple of times. Okay. I realized rowing was hard. Yeah. It's technical if you want to be good. It's also like, nobody wants to row for an hour. I didn't want to row for an hour. I realized people probably shouldn't row for that long if they were new to it. So I was like, okay, this is going to be a hit class. On and off the rower. We're going to do dumbbells, body weight, but we're also going to do a a little bit of mobility. So we sneak in a lot of mobility and core work in the first five minutes of class because we're not athletes. We are people that sit at desks. (laughs) And so we can't just think that we can get on, get off of our desk for 10 hours and push our bodies really, really, really hard. We have to prepare them to do that. So Carter really helped me think through it in the beginning. Okay. That's, I mean, cause it's such rowing. It's, I, I feel like it's one of those things that you might not love at first. Like as a CrossFitter, the only lifting didn't really stick with me. And I'd come from, I was a collegiate. I played lacrosse. So I was initially a lacrosse player and had three younger brothers and active parents and whatnot. So got exposed to a lot, but there were certain things that stick and like, you know, to me, like a team sport, lacrosse, soccer, like it's, that's easier to stick than something that's like rowing or sit on a bike or and that just might be my personality. However, when you can get in and break it up, whether it's rowing or biking, whatever, I think it's really phenomenal. Uh, but I do think the baseline to all the boutique fitnesses are, is the community and finding like-minded humans, being able to do happy hour, showing up because it's way more fun to show up with your homie there. Um, and we're all messing up our blowouts versus me getting up at 5 a.m. and getting on a bike by myself. And it's kind of like, nah, okay. Totally. If my friends are showing up, I know I'm going to. So regardless if it's CrossFit or rowing or what have you, I do think the community is the baseline to the success piece of all those things. Um, Completely agree. You got to be held accountable. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I like that you said everyone is getting injured. Uh, I'm definitely the extreme. I mean, we went to the CrossFit Games. Like we trained as competitors, so we really beat the crap out of ourselves. And I, 
I always joked like, they're like, did you ever make money? I'm like, well, we made like prize money, but it was like just enough to cover like my MRIs and my insurance deductibles, <laughs> everything around that. But long term, it, it, I will, and I, I'm, I love CrossFit. It's, it's certainly a balanced situation where you got to pay attention to what you're doing, but it's, it, it's a phenomenal piece to keep you moving long term if you know how to approach it the right way. And I love that you were saying, you know, young humans are having these major injuries. Um, when you guys go out there, is your target demographic like 22 to 25 or is it 50 to 50 plus? Or I mean, I'm assuming it's everybody, but is there a specific group you guys really go after because of that? Yeah, we capture more of the middle of the road here. So I think we're, you know, Yes, people will find us because they love rowing and City Row is really fun. It's a great brand. We have great instructors and it's a really good energy and community. So we will capture anyone from like 18 to 25, but our sweet spot's going to be in the 25 to even 60 range. Anybody can do this class. And when Annie Mulgrew came on as our director of programming, she was the first employee. She was like, there's a way to make this really scalable. And we say all the time, like, it's easy to make something hard. Go give me 50 burpees. It's hard to make something challenging. And what I mean by that is that if you and I were in the same class, right? I have a feeling you can probably do more push-ups than me. Just a thought. But <laughs> if, if one of the intervals was we're going to do you know, 30 seconds of, of push-ups, you might get 20 and I might get 8. And we can all push ourselves to one more in the next in the next round and then to one more. And the same goes for we're doing a meter push or a time push or really any kind of interval. That's how City Row is built on its ethos. So really anyone can do it, meaning someone in their 40s and 50s who like really isn't feeling fantastic all the time can really challenge themselves in class and they can be next to a triathlete and a 24-year-old or and my mom. Like everyone can be in that group fitness environment and get motivated from the energy, but really push to their own individual limit. So it's a very unique aspect of what we do. I really like that you guys promote that. And on a macro cliche level, I think that's really what our world needs right now. Like no more the comparison. Like, yes, if I come in with, you know, 30 years of athletic experience or, you know, you've rode now for X amount of years, you're obviously better, but it's not about comparing at this point. I'm a competitor at heart. I love competing. But at this point, it's like health. How do I, you know, feel better? How do I walk out the door feeling better? How do I make some friends? How do I enjoy this hour? How do I do my best? I think that's such an important ethos piece for people and particularly our companies of where are you entering at? What's the end game and what's the mindset we want to set here? It's not about comparison, which is the thief of joy. One of my favorite lines. Mm -hmm. It's about showing up to really just challenge yourself, get in, do your thing, and then get on with your life and walk out just a little bit better than you were. Um, yeah. You know, someone once asked me the question, is City Row a group workout or is it an individual workout? Oh, okay. And I didn't know the answer right away because if you think of some of the traditional players in the space... Soul cycle definitely moving as a pack. That's a group workout. Flywheel, individual, you're looking at your own numbers the whole time and you're kind of competing if you decide to use leaderboard. And I really kind of got the answer to that we are an individual workout within the group fitness environment. That's what I would have said, but it's your business. But I'm just, I think we, people always want like labels and things boxed in a certain situation. I think anything you're going to do business workout, what have you, is an individual situation. You're showing up as you, you're bringing your best thing, best point. But really, if you're working alongside other humans, you're in a group. That still means you need to bring your A game to the table and you're going to, you only, you only, you know, if you're doing your best at that point in time. So I don't yeah, know. and with with metrics, like you know the rowing metrics, like they're pretty, they're pretty fun once you get to know them a little bit. And we teach everybody how to row. Our monitor is really simple. There's five numbers on it, so people can get 
pretty into it. Like you, every, every January, every class ends with a 500 meter push. And so people try and get better throughout the month and things get crazy. Okay. So you're not competing with everyone else, but if you want to look at the board and see what the best numbers are, you can. <laughs> yes. I know. I, and I say that because I still now getting back into CrossFit, like I just let my body rest for a while. I'm like, I'm not going back. I'm not getting competitive. But you know, you still kind of look at the board and be like, I didn't lift the, yeah. the fastest today. And uh, you I think you'd love, cl- I think you'd love City Road Class because it's oh. got that level of like challenge and we lift weights. Um, CrossFitters do love us. I, no, I, I guarantee. I want to love group fitness. I again, I love the community. I'm a team sports human, so I love even if we're not going out to compete on the field, collectively working in a class. That's totally my vibe. And I've done like the spin class, and I love doing a diversified situation. That's what I liked about CrossFit. It was kind of different every day, but Dynamic. spinning, doing rowing, doing you know cardio, whatever. Um, I'm here for all of that. So I think it's a great a great thing. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. Have you guys seen a pivot in uh, the group fitness and now that everybody's at home, have your buy machines at home situation, has that taken off because of COVID? Great question. The answer is yes. Okay. I would say things started to really pick up early, end of Feb, early March on the digital side of things and rower sales. We, we started seeing holiday levels of, spe- of, of purchasing power without any kind of sale or no increase in spend. We actually dropped our spend because we, we saw the demand going up like crazy. And we were like, needed to make sure that our manufacturer could keep yeah, up with inventory. it. Yeah. yeah, they were based in Rhode Island and we need to make sure they weren't gonna have too many issues. But we started seeing a massive, massive, massive uptick. And because we have brick and mortar, but also digital, we were really, really well positioned to pivot very quickly. So within 12 hours of closing the studio, we had a digital plan rolled out for every single studio that had local instructors teaching live classes. Obviously, we have have an app. It's iOS and Android where you can take City Row Go classes. A lot of them are really rowing-based or hip-based. But we also have yoga. We have a a movement practice called Kin Stretch that we're all pretty into here. And we started rolling out more bodyweight classes. So people that didn't have a rower could still take advantage of it. Plus, we had a lot of live classes on Instagram and Zoom and re- really kind of pivoted as the, as the market was ready for it. So we acted really fast. I think back to our point of innovation yeah. and being nimble. Like I, Those first two weeks, Kristen, were like kind of fun. It, it reminded me of the early, early, early days of the company. I remember like my co-founder and I were talking like seven hours a day. It was like we were back in the trenches. So as terrible as it was there was immense creativity that came out of it. And that's hopefully what I'll remember in the long term. 
I, no, I love that. And it's, I think you get, when you get to a successful point, you can look back on the journey and you're like, God, remember like the early days, like before the game, before the funding, before whatever, it was just an idea and it was just so raw that, I mean, just really being able to reflect on the journey. I think you can really see those joyful points that you really can't recreate ever again. Uh, so that's cool that you can kind of revisit that with experience and funding and some, some tips to actually move from you know, when it wasn't that way day one. Um, so the, the price point's pretty high. I mean, we're talking, you know, let's say 1800 bucks. I think you said to like 2,200. Uh, I could see if somebody over 40 or someone retires, somebody has like savings can buy it. Did you see our younger humans investing in something like this, like 22 to 24, which that's a big chunk of change when you're right out of college. Um, but I see our young people purchasing very differently. Was that something you guys experienced as well? Definitely. So quick clarification, price point is $13.95 for our classic (laughs) machine. Um, And in the market of premium fitness equipment, if we're comparing ourselves to Pelotons and the like, it's actually pretty inexpensive. It's about $800 cheaper than a Peloton. And we did that intentionally. You use your own phone, tablet, or TV to stream the content. So we can keep the price point pretty low, but you're still getting that high level of luxury experience. Our new machine that will be the $21.95 price point is for people that want the all-in. They can they have a little bit of extra extra cash. They can make that splurge. But we really early on knew that we had to make this super affordable and less than a gym membership. So we partnered with a company called a firm for financing. So you can get this thing for as low as $79 a month. Okay. No, I, I love that. And I, um, uh, a firm is covering ground. Uh, I, I think that's amazing, but even, you know, 80 bucks a month, if you're just getting out of college or something, that's, it, that's pretty, it, it's not expensive, but it's a conscious spend and I, it's worth Super. it. I, on the flip side, I will say, I do see our young people understanding what turmeric is questioning a better way, not, not even to like be a competitive athlete or, you know, a top salesperson, but to not pay super expensive insurance or to take charge of their own health. I just, I see these buyers. buying patterns shifting um, like this microphone so much that it's, it's phenomenal to see because it's a younger, more conscious consumer and it's happening so much earlier. Like it's really cool. cool. Yeah. I I love it. But, and then they've got, you know, CEOs like yourself that are younger, that live it, that understand it. It's not necessarily, you know, someone that's 72 that has done this forever that hails from like Reebok or what have you, which is fine. Respect to all those humans that have all that experience. However, it's somebody on their level speaking to them, creating a product for them and alongside you living it and, you know, going with it, understanding COVID and modifying, um, as this crazy time happens. Uh, tell me what's, what's coming out next. So you said you've got the new machine coming out. Is there anything else happening that's, you know, coming for 2021? Yeah. So we've been working on this machine, which is our city road go max for two years. Oh, okay. Um, I took a very different approach to getting this market out, this product out there. We, I wanted to see what was happening in the market. Like we got our MVP out, which is like, you know, the minimum viable product out in 2018. I was like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to play. We got to see what's going on. And then we digested everything and we built our second version of the machine. And we built it with an awesome tech partner on the tablet side. And it's way better than it would have been if we built this initially. Um, So I am really excited for the V2 launch. Um, We know that the market is is out there. I am also a little terrified that we're going to blow through all our inventory in, in two weeks. Okay. which is, I would say, a good problem. Absolutely. Um, so we are hyper, hyper-focused over the next four to five months on just 
building that community, fueling the fire. We got some really cool influencer programs that are coming out. We're going to do some cool events and contests for the community. We have a massive and rabid Facebook group. That is, uh, they, they have a lot to say when I'm having a bad day. I can just go into Facebook group and instantly feel better about myself because of how much they love this and it's changed their lives. Yeah. Like it is super, super, super uplifting. So I'm excited to give them even more content to play with, some contests. We got some fall challenges coming up. There will be some cool stuff for fitness. We're also launching accessories for the first time. I don't know if you have any experience in uh, accessories, but oh, yeah. branded mats, branded mats <laughs> and weights. Oh, yeah. Way harder to do than you think. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's well, each thing's a little bit of a different conversation. Apparel's different. Uh, it just kind of depends. You need to have, well, this would kind of, that's a perfect segue to my next question. As we just spoke, the, the importance of community on the like consumer side, I think the sense of building a team and building a community on the business side is equally as important. Did you guys um, sought out some strategic partnerships, whether it was, you know, a fitness, an apparel manufacturer, uh, influencers, like are there strategic players in this mix? There are. So I think the most strategic partner that we brought on really early was our manufacturer. So our manufacturer sits at our cap table. They are invested in what we're doing. They're incentivized to grow with us. Nice. Okay. And we talk to them nonstop about making sure that we have enough inventory, making sure this product is top of the line, making sure that no one else is doing something like this. So they're definitely our number one partner in the digital side of things. Influencers have, have been huge. I think I've always... I'm a millennial at the end of the day. And so I don't trust brands. Sure. Like, don't try and sell me something. Yeah. I see through, I see your strategy showing through. No. Yep. Stay away. Um, so I believe in very organic media. I believed in own channels. I believe in influencers. I believe in ambassadors. And so that's very much how we're infusing this. Um, we're going to build out some affiliate programs this fall because we know our product works. And when people try it, they love it. So it's all about getting it in hands of people that are going to truly embrace what this is and let it, let it change their lives and then just talk about it. That's how I built City Road Day 1. I did zero marketing. I was like, just come and try it. And let me know what you think. Well, and I, I think that's just what it is. And I talk about this as a marketing branding professional a lot of how our young people can see through the BS so much earlier because there is so much information um, and misinformation and finding that strategic voice to really replicate what it is they're experiencing and replicate it in the right way. You will, I'm, I'm sure you know now, there's, there's good influencers and then there's like just influencers that are out there to monetize their voice and they have a million signs in their yard and it really dilutes the message. So it, there's a massive filter when you're working with influencers and that's a huge skill set in itself. Um, however, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I love, I think it's the most cost and time effective way to promote and advocate for a brand and really get your voice out there. But it, it, it's, it's hard, I will say, to find the right voice. Um, it sounds like you guys had the opportunity to work with, or I, I'm guessing there was some good people coming in. So you had the luxury of filtering through uh, the right fit. Am I wrong there? Absolutely. No. And we, I think that you hit the nail on the head. Picking the right influencer is not going to have a million signs in their yard. Right. People, otherwise, people are going to see right through that. Right. Like, so there's a reason we're actually we're not picking fitness influencers. Okay. So it's more we're going more lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Lifestyle athletes. So athletes love City Row <laughs> sure. because they can push themselves and challenge themselves and they can get intense, but they're not going to activate those injuries that they've had for a long time. And they can kind of get that deep sweat without the pain. And so we're leaning really heavily in there and really heavily into lifestyle. Love it. Are you doing mommy groups by chance? 
yes, and we need more of them. <laughs> well, holla at your girl. Uh, we've okay. talked a lot about that. And I, I really love that because um, I think everything starts at home. And I, I mean, we can get into like diversity and equality on this and uh, so many things. So I think if our, our moms and our dads too, uh, my mom owns a swim school and it's really cool to see how uh, more dads are coming to teach their kids and it's not just a stay-at-home mom and it's really the families look so different than they once did and I think that's such a beautiful thing. But the the major advantages into working with those groups are that you have this uh, conversation of health and fitness and wellness young and our young or the kiddos are seeing the parents choose a certain way. And I think that's what our society needs on a macro level um, of seeing, taking care of yourself, fitness, wellness, mentally. And so if the parents are doing it, I think the kiddos will do it. Although I will say then once the kids get into it, I think that makes the parents stick to it because the, the kids will get into certain things and talk about nutrition and wellness and they'll get excited about it. Um, Me too. I think that's wonderful. I hope that this is a trend that continues forever. It has been growing for decades. So I think it was, it's more of a conversation now, um, not like is, is working out good for you, right? That was 20, 30 years ago. Does the Jane Fonda's and Richard Simmons of the world. Now it's, there's a million different ways to work out. What are the best and how can we fit something into our lives? Absolutely. Which is where we've definitely seen a lot of success to your point in the, in the families where a husband and wife can both really enjoy and embrace this. And maybe someone's taking a signature hit class, someone's doing a more endurance class, someone's doing the yoga, and maybe they're just doing a 20 minute before the kids get up. Um, but you can be pretty efficient with this rower. And we are seeing a lot of, of men as well as women in the marketplace. I was going to ask that next. Is, is it more uh, women that are drawn to this or is it more men or is it about 50-50? It is totally 50-50. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. You, which kind of matches in-studio. In-studio probably skews a little bit more female in general, but we've always had a lot of guys love City Row. We're, we're not alienating them. We're not a female-focused brand. Sure. We, are, we are very, I would say, gender neutral. Um, and it's been fun to see that really grow at home and to see that the guys are really hungry for this. Okay. I love it. Well, there's, I mean, you see major brands like Dove and all these big guys coming out with men specific lines. And I think that's a long overlooked conversation. And then on the flip side of it, you know, cross is expensive. I actually started initial lacrosse company uh, because it was a white rich kids sport. And that's all I saw. And it provided so much uh, opportunity in my life and it had taken me all over the world. And I was fortunate that my public school actually had a lacrosse program. So we did a lot with diversity and equality. Um, the rower is still, it's a pretty expensive situation. You know, if you're getting out, do you guys see a, a good amount of diversity or is that something that you're conscious about moving forward because it is kind of a higher price point to get into? Yeah, I think a firm really helps that. It helps make it accessible. Sure. Um, and I would say that's been something we've, put a lot of effort into domestically and also internationally. There's some other players that will help in, in Europe and Australia as we expand into those markets. Without a firm, this is, this is really pricey. With it, it makes it less than a gym membership and right. really dynamic. So um, we are focused on diversity, I would say paramount. Um, we have a couple of new hires also starting at corporate. It's obviously been a pretty intense couple of months, but also really welcomed and eye-opening. Um, so we have a few different partnerships in the works that we're, we're trying to get this in the hands of the right people. And because we have a companion app, meaning like anyone with a phone or a tablet can use this, we have the ability to like really broadcast this and make it available to people that don't even have a rower. Is There's still really rich content on there. So we have an opportunity to touch a lot of, touch a lot of people. I love that. And I love hearing that. And I specifically ask, because I think that's a point that more companies really need to talk about because our young humans 
would specifically be interested being like, mm, I might go ride, a, I might go get a Peloton or do that, or I might row, but that's so cool that, you know, this rowing company is caring about diversity or they care about, you know, youth at risk youth or whatever they may be. I think those conversations really need to be highlighted because our young consumers will purchase accordingly. Um, and I think that's a, a huge conversation in itself. Uh, if you guys ever need really great youth focused at risk youth or anything like that in Colorado, holler at me. We work with some really amazing organizations that do like CrossFit for free and other fitness things that are, are pretty awesome lacrosse. Um, but there's tons of really awesome national and international programs that are really getting into a hating urban communities, but that's how they mm -hmm. them on paper to kind of expose them to a different kind of lifestyle. So I think that's really important. Yeah. I would love to shout, let's shout off one about that in the mommy groups. Yes. Are you guys in Denver at all or in Colorado? We have a location in Denver uptown. Where at? Uh, it's on 19th street. Oh, okay. Very cool. I won't give you my address on the mic because that just wouldn't be a good idea. But we are not too far um, from there. And that's a thriving arena. And there's uh, a bunch of good stuff going on down there. Yeah, I was nice. there. Uh, I did a little quarantine and in, in, quarantine adventure out west okay. earlier earlier this year and ended up in Denver for two weeks. And after the studios were closed for, you know, it's three, four months at this point. Yeah. I went to your Denver's open, which I'm going to get you, I'm going to guest you in for next week. You got to go check it out. I'm here for it. Um, okay. It was my first in-person class in four months. That was the longest been in seven years. And I was like, this is great. I love it. I texted everyone. I was like, guys, class is amazing. Oh, I felt, it felt really good. And the studio is just beautiful out there. Oh, it's yeah. huge. They're socially distancing. Oh, Dude, my, face is in the, my face is in the bathroom. So oh, I got a little creeped out. Oh, did you do like, a selfie by your own picture? I didn't because it's weird. Oh, uh, my totally guy friends have trouble going in there, but you're going to have a great time. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Let me know. I'll do, I'll go, I'll do some social and I'll give you honest feedback and everything. Um, I love all the local fitness situation and it's it kind of a small fitness world in general, but particularly in Colorado, everyone kind of knows each other and it's, it's a really good group of humans. So um, that's great. It's a great city. Ever, dude, if you're out here again, come through. We'll podcast in person and yeah. have a live. We can go get a blowout at dry bar. We'll do a workout. We'll get a blowout and then we'll go. Now I'm in. Now I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Workout, dry bar, turmeric, tequila. Yeah. And then maybe, podcast. Maybe tequila right after workout and then amongst the other three situations. Okay. Got it. We can start with the turmeric since it's yeah. good to get that in your body early. There we go. You bounce it all out. I love it. All right. Well, they gave us a five-minute warning. Um, hit me with details. I'm sure myself or Josh or whoever is posting this will post it. But where do we find you guys? Hashtag social. Give us anything you want to share. Yeah. Come find us. Go.cityrow.com. You can find me at Helene Knapp on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn for you business-focused folks. And then at City Row on Instagram is our, is our biggest channel. And uh, Or just email me. Helene at cityrow.com. I love it so much. Um, it's so phenomenal to see a fellow strong female running a show, doing something, particularly in fitness and business. I think you're an awesome voice and great for our young humans to look up to. Uh, quick question though, just on the social side, do you guys lean into one demographic more than another and or do you do TikTok? We do not do TikTok. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm open to a conversation about how we should. We have a new... We're actually, we have an open position for a brand new marketing manager because my co-founder and I built our careers in social media marketing. And so we've been very hesitant to give up social, but it's time. So I'm not saying no to TikTok forever. If we get this new person in who is going to live and breathe the brand, I would love a TikTok presence. But I would say Instagram is where you go to see who we are as a brand. 
first and foremost. And then we have a rabid Facebook community. And then every single local studio has their own Instagram handle. So you can really get to build community locally there. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I was just curious because it's so funny how some people thrive in Facebook, then they thrive in IG. I do think there's value in TikTok. That is kind of a loaded conversation, uh, but it's free. Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about, you know, Gary Vay. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a complicated combo. But then again, you just, I think they're, yeah. both, they're all good to take advantage of. It's different communities. Um, but I figured IG was kind of the go to. It's the go to. I'll have my new marketing manager give you a call, talk about TikTok. Okay. I'm totally on board. I also think that there's this whole notion of like when you have a million priorities, you have no priorities. Sure. And so sure. we've strategically picked Instagram and then Facebook as our priorities. Like I barely do Twitter. Yeah, I that never that never stuck for me. I, I and I, it's a lot from the president on there, so I'm just like, nah, I had to, you know, work, stay away, jump away from that. I'll see yeah. you on TikTok. Yeah. I'm personally on TikTok because I love okay. it. <laughs> I am too, and it's I, I'm not really here to advocate or work against. I'm not for or against TikTok. I think it's an. Awesome I think you're for platform. TikTok, Kristen. I don't I think am. you need to hide it. I think you're for TikTok. <laughs> I have. You can look at my personal page. They're pretty JV posting. Uh, it's it's very like warming up. I I just think for businesses, it's. Again, the way LinkedIn's for a certain community, like Facebook's for a certain community, I, I think it's there. But I will say, I think it's better when you know what you're doing versus somebody like your mom and like the camera's like half your face. And I, I think it's when you have a little bit of experience. That's <laughs> true. All right. Well, we're getting, we're getting pulled away. We are. Great to meet you. Please holler you if you're too. in Denver. Um, and good luck with the rest of the day. Awesome. We'll talk soon. Bye, Kristen. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.